We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always, uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something, but these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of, uh, discomfort, uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a you know, she's has a high quality of life because of, uh, we take good care of her over here and these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know Pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these, Look at that. Uh, I love, you they can have these enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www. G-A-I-A provides P-R-O-V-I-D-E-S dot com. And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you wanna you, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 282. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Mike Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can buy my album right now. It comes out September 30th, but get it now. Pre-order it now on iTunes, specifically iTunes, so I can go up the iTunes charts and, 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 and debut at number one. Or you can buy a signed CD. Go to turnersparks.com. Go to my website. I will sign it for you, send it to you, mail it to you. It'll be to you before the album comes out if you do it right now. You can find Kaplan at law at uh, Kaplan America, excuse me, on all social media platforms. Kaplan on the podcast today. We're talking to the great Ollie Horn. He is back. He will be with us in just a minute. Um, he is touring Asia right now. He has a show coming up in Kuala Lumpur. Go to his website. We'll get that from him in just a second. Go to his website to get all the tour dates on that. But Kaplan, we're bring we're talking to Ollie in a couple minutes here. 
about uh, Liz Truss, the new prime minister of where of the United Kingdom. They have a new prime minister. Most people don't know this. <laughs> Most people think the, the king is now saw, in charge of the country. Right. I saw a headline on Fox. It came through my alerts and it said uh, King Charles inherits an economy in shambles or something like that. Yeah. And I like said, king oh, Charles. he's got he's got a lot of a lot on his plate. This guy he just took I over. enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, his first statement because I was always under because all these in America, they apparently everyone thinks he rules the country and the queen used to run the country. And and I was pretty sure that wasn't the case. (laughs) Yeah, But then I saw his opening speech and he said, everybody, because in my mind, he didn't really do anything. But he said, don't worry, everybody. I will do less than I did before. <laughs> do really not worry, which is a great way to start a new job. Yeah, set you know? the bar low. Set expectations. You don't you come go, out saying, pro- making big promises. Like, we should have done go, it with our Patreon show. Previously, when I didn't have this job, I might have dabbled in things that had to do with this job. I won't yeah. even do that anymore. <laughs> I will literally do nothing. And everybody uh, breathed a big sigh of relief. And uh, which is also great when you're at a new job. I was like, oh, good. He's doing that. So I mean, anyway, well, I made the hack comment at home that I'm like, the guy's got his first job at 73. And my wife was upset with me. She's like, he was in the military. She starts listing me his his whole CV. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that uh, these are oh, real yeah, jobs. That was a big, that was a big American <laughs> Twitter thing to go. Yeah. He has a, yeah. his yeah. Job. But, but anyway. anyway, there is a prime minister. She actually is the elected. Right. Yeah, and it's a great time for her because no one's paying attention to her. So she can mm. just do whatever she wants. She can get under the radar. Really good. <laughs> but before we get into her, before we get into all that, folks, all these people in America, you know, they're donating money for the Queen's funeral. There's a Patreon going on. Uh, there is. They're raising money. <laughs> they're raising money for the they're king. Ready. They go, you know, he now he has a he has to work. So everybody, you know, give him some money. Forget all them. Give money to yeah. us. Patreon.com slash lost in America. I know you're wondering where I was going, Captain. That's where I was going. <laughs> it always leads back to us. Patreon.com slash lost in America. We put this show out for free for you every single week. Thousands of people listen to it. Currently, 41 of you subscribe to our bunch Patreon. of deadbeats. Yeah. Pitiful. Uh, pit- it's pitiful. Ratio. <laughs> thousands and thousands. We, we blame you. you. We don't blame us. Yeah. Uh, why blame us? You know, I mean, so we're anyway. doing. Uh, well, here's maybe the problem we should learn from King Charles. We've been saying we we're going to do two and three episodes a week. Oh, good right? point. Our, yeah. Maybe we should promise less. Yeah, he's we'll coming out saying I'm going to do less. <laughs> if you pay us money, we'll yeah. we'll talk less. Yeah. So How about that? <laughs> we'll do. Maybe people don't want it because we'll people make like it more you- of a hostage situation. So <laughs> yeah. the more you pay, the less we'll do because they Cause- get annoyed with the feed. They get they feel like they're paying for it, and we're sending them all these episodes, and then they're not. They don't have time to listen to them. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll do the other way around. Yeah. Pay us money, and we won't send you episodes <laughs> that's a good point we will do that and for everyone watching us on it i mean on uh, what are you, youtube right YouTube. now like and subscribe smash the like button i learned that from your daughter kaplan Boom. smash the She's- like button hit the bell and look at kaplan's shirt he's wearing a shirt from england i'm, I'm wearing an england soccer i'm it's so cliche today i'm wearing my england soccer jersey that i probably bought when i was not studying abroad but you know it's a study abroad thing to do so yeah it really is kaplan <laughs> now what do you know about this new prime minister I mean, my understanding is we had this guy, Boris Johnson. He was a great character. He I was understand kinda, that, too. Yeah, he was like the Trump of England, although he was nowhere near as like radical. He's more in personality wise, the Trump of England. That's what it was. It was that's like a better was way a, to put it. I think this idea had hair. We <laughs> Funny just hair. decided because we had a Trump, then everyone else had a Trump. We're like, that's well, he was a, a bit Trump of a buffoon, of- like Trump's a buffoon, but he wasn't 
there's a lot of other different yeah but he and then he had he had a scandal he had a couple scandals and he's out of office um and now they just sort of selected i don't really understand this they didn't have a hold a big election. They don't have a vice president, and obviously it's a parliament. So they just sort of the party heads got together and they said, "Hey, let's. How about this girl, Liz? She seems like she needs." Yeah, a shot. it was like how <laughs> China elects their new president. It's within the party. Only the within party. The, party. the conservative party says we're in charge right now. I guess they don't have to have new elections. We'll find out in a second if why that is. And they just said, "Hey, let's vote for her." And uh, she's not very popular. I read that she's like nobody likes her. Uh, the majority of the population believes she's going to be either a poor or terrible prime minister. Well, Only a quarter I, wait, of them think she'll be better than Boris Johnson. I read. <laughs> so. Okay, but Myrna Sparks completely disagrees. My oh. mother, because every time she speaks about the Queen, my mother goes, "She looks so nice." Oh, look at that! <laughs> oh, she's going to be great. She's going to be wonderful. So she's winning a lot of fans right now. Because wait, she she's... thinks the the Liz Truss. Not you said the Queen. No, anytime Liz Truss talks about the Queen. Oh, yeah, she's, she's gonna. She's gotten a lot of airtime globally right now. The world all I, knows her. Which because, I, my only other thing I read about her was in her youth, she didn't like the monarchy. She was anti-monarchy, but she realized in politics you want to get. She was the only white woman who didn't like the monarchy, apparently. But she's, <laughs> she, she, uh, she's come around. You know. Well, you're judging that off America. So American white women love the monarchy. I don't know right. if that works. It says we'll have to ask Ollie about that. Anyway, uh, that's you pretty much covered what I know. That's pretty much it. I know she passed an energy bill kind of under the radar that could cost more than a hundred billion euro. I mean, not euros. Pounds. pounds They're in pounds. Me. They don't know. No euro. They Come fought on. a war about that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. A uh, hundred million pounds, which is more than the bailout that they, they bailed out the whole coronavirus. They're going to spend on energy. <laughs> they bailed out the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. They bailed out. It's seven in the morning out here. You a-holes did the show. Yeah. Sorry. I'm in California, in California. We anyway, say, yeah. welcome to the show. Ollie Horn. Where can we find out about your tour? Let's start there because you still have a couple shows left. Uh, uh, this is yeah, coming out so... today. So I do know you're going to be very soon. Oh, cool. Well, it, all of your listeners in Paquette, Thailand. <laughs> we have, we have um, listeners across the world. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Um, well, all of those, all of those lot can see me do a show this Friday, and then I've got uh, one more left, which is a secret show that's happening in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, on the 18th of September. <laughs> Doesn't um, sound like much of a secret. Um, <laughs> well, you the location. No, what? Uh, no, one. That's the thing. So, well, the location you can DM me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Ollie Horn Comedy. O double L I E H O R N Comedy, and the performer. Right. Wait. O double L I E O double L I E H O R N Comedy. That's my Instagram. I'm just going to go watch this show. And the person that's going to be performing in the show is a guy called Ali Tanduk. Ali, A-L-I, Tanduk, T-A-N-D-U-K. <laughs> Ali is, if a Muslim was called Ollie, that's how you'd say it. And Tanduk <laughs> is the Bahasa Malayu word for horn. And that's <laughs> what's that's what's appearing. Wait, on the can posters. I ask a question? You have a yeah. Muslim stage name. To perform in yeah. Malaysia, do you have to be Muslim now? Wait, look. Without, we, we don't want to get we don't want to get in the weeds of this, but basically, Malaysia's had a, had a couple of issues with mm, uh, yes. censorship, and yes. uh, I I was associated with a comedy club that got shut down by the authorities because its owner um, presided over an open mic uh, where uh, one of the performers uh, made some anti-Islamic rhetoric, and some of his jokes, although he he he's he is Muslim, he made some jokes about his Islamic upbringing, which. Uh, some people didn't like. And so uh, there were elections coming up in, in the country. And so he was made an example of and so um, was arrested under the um, sedition. This comedian act. we know was arrested. Yeah. That- yeah. 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 I don't I don't want to you know, I don't want to say too much, but basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's he, he had to spend a, a night in lockup and, and you know, he's he's on bail. In fact, we 
we hung out in Singapore and in order for him to go to Singapore, he had to go and plead before a court to get his passport, you know, to, to be allowed and to even leave the country. Jokes, self-deprecating he was, he, jokes about his own childhood. Cap, Cap one, they, could you imagine if the Jewish uh, lobby got so big in America that you weren't allowed to do? Well, I was going to say that's jokes? culturally appropriating. That's his real crime. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Self-deprecation upbringing. That's no, but, that's crazy to me. And But yeah. But insane. anyway, he's a he's a hero and he's really bounced back yeah. and he's still gigging. That's that's him. why he can't he's say his name. Right? He's still gigging. Uh, well, yeah, Rizzo okay. Van Gazel. I think I can say his name. But you yeah, should oh, say his yeah. name. Well, no, I was I just wanted to say his name because I I agree he's a hero and it's it's terrible what's happening. Yeah, I, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't really know why I can and can't stand. I don't want to get him in trouble. But I'm yeah. presuming that anyone that's listening to this podcast is a good guy or girl. Therefore, if you want to come and watch him, nah, do a show, we have a bunch of scumbags. But oh, really? Let him finish his plug. They don't pay you shit. I've heard that. Um, I mean, we are charging for this show. Is that, if that's going to put that's going to put most people off. Um, so anyway, so I'm I'm doing a show where he's he's going to talk. Um, you know, he's going to going to do his material, which is him reflecting on the case, uh, and I'm going to talk about the time that I kind of got stuck in Malaysia. Right. So the last time, maybe I think it was the last time I did the show, or the time before, it was when I was stuck in Malaysia during the pandemic, and I wrote an Edinburgh show about kind of my time before and my time after, and that was the that's the show which I'm. Can now I? Talking. And we'll sure. get into the list trust in a second here, but you <laughs> just is- casually said. I was stuck in Malaysia, so I wrote an Edinburgh show about that. Now, for our audience around the world, writing an Edinburgh show means writing a one-hour stand-up comedy show. Yeah. How but do you but write you, one hour well, of comedy? Well, do you know what? If, if you if you read the shorter review of the show, uh, he does quite astutely say, hang on a minute, this is like 20 minutes of a club set, and then 40 minutes... Yes, of course it is. Didn't have time to write it, did I? <laughs> okay, I so it's 20 happening. minutes of a stand-up set, and then what's the other 40 minutes? Kind of talking? No, no, it is. It's, I mean, like, basically, I mean, we we do have this discipline in the UK that a lot of comics just write a new hour every year. And and so I I would say the show is like 15 or 20 minutes of routines that I was doing in Malaysia about Malaysia, then okay. slightly changed for, for, for an audience. Sure. Um, and, you know, you'd be surprised, right? Okay, well, let, let's get into the weeds. At the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you you have to do an hour show. Realistically, the show doesn't run an hour. It runs for about 54 minutes, right? That's the kind of average runtime. Okay. You kind of pitch for 54 minutes because you try and have a 55-minute show to allow get in and get out. Um, typically, you will have some like really solid club stuff that you've been doing in the clubs, which will make up at least 10 minutes of the show. And the rest, you would be astonished how quickly material just happens if you're not forcing yourself to write in a clubby style. So if you're not punchline enough to punchline enough to punchline, but allowing the audience to be taken on a little journey, um, you know, I, I, the way that you write it is you do work in progress shows. So I, I book a, like a 45 minute slot, let's say the Brighton Fringe Festival or, uh, you know, a, a smaller club. And you walk up with notes and you just say to the audience, I'm going to muddle through this. And it's, it, you know, it feels like doing open mic for the first couple of times. You remember, wow. If you remember that feeling. You're doing right? open mic, but you're on stage for 45 minutes. Exactly. And so you, <laughs> and so by, by hook or by crook, you get laughs and you'd be amazed how quickly, um, you know, now, like the hour which I'm touring, I've got about an hour and 15 of material that I can now pick from to construct the show. You know, and I'll pick and choose based on what the audience are feeling or, you know, what kind of mood I'm in. So, like, you know, well, because the, the you just left the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So you just did an hour every you did that 54 minute show every single night. I did days. that. Well, actually, wow. so this is the funny thing. That's the show I did last year. I did that as soon as I came back from Malaysia. I did that show this year. So the, the fringe just gone. So in August, I I didn't do that hour show. I did 
five different shows every day. I was hosting shows and doing compilation shows and doing some work in progress shows. So some of the material that I wrote in Edinburgh, I've now kind of snuck into this touring version of the show I did in Edinburgh. Um, I I mean, the thing is, the point is there are no rules, right? Like if someone buys a ticket for the show, they can't complain that it's like materially different to a show that was, that I did two years ago. It's insane. Oh. So you just do it. Yeah, you do whatever you right. want. I'm bringing exactly. back old bits I did like five years ago right now because I'm trying to write my new hour of stand-up. This is stand-up heavy in the first 15 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm yeah. trying to write a new hour of stand-up. My album comes out September 30th. I have 15 new minutes right nice now, but I'm tr- I'm going back to places that have seen me before. So I'm bringing well, back I, material I've... from like six years ago and just punching Home, it up. Oh, and and, and, and it, well, that's the thing. It's amazing, right? When you revisit old material, I, I'm, I'm doing a routine now on tour. I, you know, I did this at Comedy Masala, which was, which is a gig, you know, in Singapore. I did, I did this routine in Comedy Masala, and I remembered doing that routine for the third ever time. I think seven or eight years ago on that same stage, and obviously doing a fucking terrible version of it. And like that feeling of doing that, basically, fundamentally the same routine, same final punchline. I remember it was Nick Milnes that gave me the final punchline, right? Uh, who, who you know, yeah, doing that same routine, but now with like a skill set and, oh, and like it's so much know, better the ability, the ability it's, 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 it feels amazing it feels absolutely amazing it must be it must be like a chef coming out of cookery school for like three years and having the same set of like four ingredients and really knowing what to do with it rather than just like putting an egg in a microwave and you know, <laughs> oh sending a God. Facebook message to Uma saying, thanks for the spot. I'll be better next time. <laughs> Actually, you know, right, before we move on, I, I, I hosted a show at the fringe this year and there was an open spot. So for people that don't know, an open spot is you have a professional comedy club, but someone who want, who's like, you know, progressing to paid work they might do a five minute spot in the middle of the show or a 10 minute spot in the middle of the show unpaid uh typically or they get paid expenses with a view that the promoter can see them and maybe give them paid work in the future and we had an open spot and he was just awful he kind of phoned it in and he was just almost rude <laughs> What's to the his audience. Name? <laughs> yeah so then i had to i forgot it i mean you just blacklist them right so so i <laughs> i i went back on stage after and i just had to explain to the audience who you know who were at what they thought was a professional show. I went, oh, by the way, that was our open spot act. I don't like saying that before they come on because it might prejudice their performance. But right. you know, that yeah. was someone that we've got trying it <laughs> you out. Told the by analogy. <laughs> of course, by the it way, is. This guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> sorry about that. Was he still I, in the room when you said it? <laughs> of course, I, of course, he was. He had to hear it. Honestly, <laughs> it's good coaching. You got to give him the yeah, truth. The, but the only way go in which I could maintain in. credibility as a host was to go. Well, you know, these things happen. Just so you know, you know. We, we you know we have an open spot here. What that means is that, and then that's exactly the analogy I, I gave to the audience. I was like, it's just yep. like, it's just like if you went to a really nice professional high end restaurant and one of the diners said, "Let me into the kitchen. I'll have a go at making a, souf- <laughs> oh, no. a souffle." And, and, and then for not, only, not only were they rude while making the souffle, but also decided to serve that to a paying customer nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh my God. saying that in America? Was, was the guy, because I find that the ultimate bomb isn't when someone is just bad. When they're bad at comedy, the audience will feel sorry for them. It's when it's the, the a bomb comes from when someone's bad and super arrogant and super yeah. confident. And he was that's like, when the audience like, hates He was them. acting as if he was above the gig, right? Because, yes. yes. and, it, and it's that's like, a true it's, bomb. you know, it was, it was, it was unpleasant. All right, so let's get into Liz Truss. Speaking, speaking, of, unple- speaking of, bombs. of unpleasant, yeah. <laughs> First of all, how did she get elected? Because we don't understand yeah, who, that. Part. Yeah, who are the 20,000 people supposedly who voted? Or, yeah, who are the people? 
All right. So you're familiar with the sorting hat? Who? The sorting hat. The sorting hat. You mean like everyone puts their name in a hat and you <laughs> it's like a raffle. It out and that's who's the prime minister? Uh, do you know what? That would be more democratic. <laughs> but, right. Basically, right. The the current government is made up of members of parliament right. from the conservative and unionist party. Yes. Because right? Right. Yeah. they got a, right. a majority in the last election. They had to do exactly. a coalition and all that coalition. stuff. Exactly. Now, they asked, they, by, by convention, can ask the Queen, plot twist coming up, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spoiler. I'll tell anyway. Wait, don't tell me. I haven't watched the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't got to that season of the crown I haven't yet. turned on any channel on human earth recently. <laughs> yeah. Just you, focus you have, on re- you haven't gone to a McDonald's where the touchscreens have pictures of her face. Can I tell you <laughs> this? The McDonald's in America, the McDonald's no. flag is at half mast right now. No. I'm serious. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's playpen is closed. It is. Respect. It is. <laughs> there are, there, I mean, there's some really batshit stuff. Did that's she ever closed. eat at McDonald's? Why would McDonald's she mast be at half mast? Of course she didn't. Um, right. So uh, the queen... But I'll, I'll, I'll just leave a little marker there, right? Because we might have something to talk about. The Queen uh, can uh, can ask a minister to form a government, right? And that minister is the prime minister. And what's supposed to what, what our system's supposed to be is uh, it's like a cabinet government. So all the kind of important uh, positions of states, like the foreign secretary, the chancellor. Uh, education, all those people, right? They form a cabinet, and the cabinet is like the the group um, of like let's call them lead politicians, right? The, the the people that, and the point is that they're supposed to kind of help set the agenda and then they take it to parliament to say, hey, what do you think of our fantastic ideas? And then generally speaking, the people in their party will go, yeah, brilliant, as I always thought. And then the people who are not in their party will be like, well, on balance, yes. And so that's how, you know, that's how legislation gets passed, right? If you've got a majority, that's why typically you'll be asked to form a government because you've got the confidence of the house. That is to say, like the system, we need good governance and good governance is generally getting shit done. How do you get shit done? It's you can form a good cabinet, which can come up with good, good, good ideas, right? You've got a good executive, which comes up with good ideas that can then take those ideas to to the house, to, to the house of parliament. Uh, and, and then they can, they can hopefully vote yes. And if you've got the most MPs, then they're obviously going to vote, vote yes because of the whip system. Now, how did Liz Truss get in? Well, uh, the Tory party ran out of people. Uh, basically they've, they've been in government for now 12 years, right? So basically, yes, ever since I, I think it's, I think it coincides with the year that I started uni. Right. Um, so, well, basically (laughs) we, uh, there's a comedian called Joe Lysett who um, who said on TV that Liz Truss represents the backwash of the Conservative Party, which is basically <laughs> they've gone through all the talent. They've got right. like, the, all the all the all the possible talent has 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 been used now, and the party knows that they're probably not going to win the next election. So they don't want to so waste a like, good one. Well, basically, well, the thing is that there aren't any good ones. And so right. the, the technically, I mean, I'm not sure this is really the answer you're looking for. Technically, the way she gets elected is the party has to choose a leader of the party. And by convention, that leader is the person who uh, is asked to form the government. Right. So Boris Johnson was the leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. Right. And by virtue of that convention became prime minister because uh, 
you know, he 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 um, could command the majority. So the people that can vote for the new prime minister when there is an incumbent party in government are only members of that party, right? And so what happens is there's first of all a shortlist, and that shortlist is made up. And and this is the interesting thing: each party has its own rules on on who becomes leader, right? So the Labour Party has a very different system, quite famously quite a different system because one of the reasons that Jeremy Corbyn uh, became the the leader of the Labour Party was because you could become a member of the Labour Party for just 10 pounds by texting in right so you know that that that, <laughs> Wait, that created te- lo- if i text a number i can get 10 and send 10 pounds somewhere i become a member yeah yeah and, and that's the other thing that there weren't any checks on um, on foreign members either it was all a bit of a bit of a bit of a mess <laughs> so i just uh, can start voting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great election. So, American Idol. So like, how, yeah, it's like how you like, vote for American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. So, Liz Truss was one of five or six, um, five or six members of the Conservative Party who put herself forward. Right then, she had to get a signature from a certain number of MPs oh, that's in the party. I can't do right? that. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's a lot of work. And I think once you've got like whatever the number was, 30 or 40, then there's like a list of five of them. And then within the party, within the MPs, they then choose two people. And that was her and our former chancellor, Rishi Sunak. Um, And then the then the members of the public who are members of the Conservative Party, which is basically imagine like they might as well have just held the ballot in golf clubs. That's basically... <laughs> yeah, who are these members basically, of the Tory, the Tory party in the I UK? I could have performed. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that, the that whitest is, room in the world. Yeah. yeah, that is the only people that really can 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 vote. And so Liz Truss is, is remarkably unimaginative. And she's like... <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she, so she's she really not is, Margaret Thatcher, is what you're saying. This is not the well, this is not a revolutionary uh, kind of. Well, I mean, the, the only thing I'll say is Margaret Thatcher wasn't a revolutionary in her first week, right? It oh. took her a while to to make an impact. So maybe Liz Truss can pull it out of the bag. I don't think she will. I mean, everything I've listened to Liz Truss say uh, makes me feel intelligent. And <laughs> someone someone on Twitter described Liz Truss as whenever Tr- Liz Truss looks like she's thinking, her eyes look the same way as a pigeon would look a Rubik's cube. <laughs> and and I think that like that sums it up perfectly. Like she she doesn't like she she's basically a career politician and she hasn't really got strength in her convictions because as um Michael mentioned earlier in the show or I'm not sure if we were recording at that point uh she was a republican and she spoke uh at a at um at a political event uh, on how we should abolish the monarchy. And interestingly, that political event was for a different political party. That was for a, a Liberal Democrats event. And yeah. she switched from the Liberal Democrats to the Conservative Party. And she supported Boris Johnson, despite the fact that Boris Johnson was the most, I mean, I don't need to explain, right? The most scandal-ridden, kind of morally corrupt, sloppy, slovenly, really disrespecting the office of prime minister, right? He he really did use the, the role for, for, for his own gain and and had a remark, like for someone who claims to, to be educated and worldly and uh, and kind of part of the upper echelons of, of society, um, he treated the office with with a, with a complete lack of grace and decorum. She nevertheless supported him because it was politically expedient. She managed to get to foreign secretary, which is insane. Like we sh- she shouldn't even be allowed a passport. She's that thick. <laughs> um, and so uh, she then manages to get to the top of government. And this is, by the way, if, if there's one thing that listeners kind of take from this episode, uh, other than the fact that 
um, Turner Sparks's album is available for sale. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's obviously priority number one. Priority number two is, right? Good plug. Liz Truss has been in government for the past decade, right? She was brought, she was brought in uh, and she's been in cabinet. And this is the important part, right? We don't have a presidential system, right? The prime minister is not the head of state. The queen is. Again, we're going to come to that. The, <laughs> Was, yes. uh, the, um, the, the, the monarch is, right? They're not the head of state. They don't have kind of executive authority that's that's different to, to any other member of parliament, really. I mean, they do, you know, they do kind of, they do have some extra executive functions. But generally speaking, the government is supposed to be uh, done by cabinet and the critical rule, the most important rule, like kind of the, the cornerstone of this system is that everyone in cabinet agrees. So they're supposed to have it. They're supposed to be bickering in private. And then the moment uh, they announce policy or the moment one of them does something, there's this doctrine called collective responsibility, which is basically all for one and one for all. And it you you know the 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 policy and it's it's kind of gone now. It used to be an important part of our convention that you'd resign, you'd resign from the cabinet if you disagreed with what the cabinet was doing, or if there was another member of cabinet that brought that cabinet into disrepute. The kind of honor system was supposed to be: we're a team, we're a team, um, and we just happen to have a, 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 a leader, right? And that leader is supposed to be kind of a leader amongst equals. Liz Truss has been part of that team, a very senior part of that team for the past decade. And by any metric, the UK is in a worse position, right? Like child poverty is up, access to the to healthcare is is harder. The pound is in a worse position. Our, you know, we, we, we're now, uh, India has overtaken the UK uh, as, as one of the top five economies in the world. We dropped. So by basically any metric other than yacht owners i think they've done a bit better <laughs> that's um, a big that's, that's a big metric now that's quite the metric. yeah the odd owner index i follow daily i always check uh, it <laughs> but basically basically the U- the uk is has not you know think about what some countries can do in a decade right like tony you've been to places like mongolia right think about what a country can do in a decade if they put their mind to it have you, have, what you, has mongolia you do mongolia done in the past decade? i've never i've never been to mongolia <laughs> oh, just, what have they, had, what have they done you, the last decade that's no you know. i had you down as one of those acts they did that awful what's well, awful it was good it was good because you were in mongolia but it was in the, the most unplayable comedy room in the world which was a um <laughs> there was a staircase a spiral staircase in the middle of the room so you'd be performing to an empty spiral Wait, are you talking audience. about the actual comedy club that's there? Yeah. Have you played Mongolia? That no, wait. You're talking about um, Myanmar. Oh, sorry. I am. I'm I sorry. Knew it I, by we, your, I hope I you guys went better than Myanmar the last decade. Uh, description yeah. of the comedy sorry. room. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. That's impressive. Because right. I have Describe played this that country. room in Myanmar. Me and Kevin Ka- uh, uh, J and I played it together. That's where we met. Brilliant. Well, I've done and, it twice. And, and the audience didn't realize what good a show they were getting. And anyway, the point, the point, okay, well, fine. Yeah. The, it's also true. Well, Myanmar, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they had a great decade. A, anyway, you were on a they've roll. Not, Keep going. They've Keep not, going. they've not had a great decade, but <laughs> think about what you can do in a decade, right? Think yes. about what I've managed to do in a decade. Right. Right. What have you okay. done? No, all he's well, a big hit. He's big. He just yeah, big. made money at the, at the Edinburgh comedy festival, which is almost uh, impossible. Uh, he came uh, out. Basically is. Uh, um, so, right, we've not done well as a country. We've not got any, like, we've, th- there's been no big new infrastructure projects. There's been no, like, the, the main thing we've done is, like, 
we've we've like we've got Brexit done, which we got keep Brexit. we keep. But thing is, we keep saying that like it's an achievement, right? The <laughs> yeah, we got we, we got, deal. How's that going, by the way? Done. Is it been it, a big it, hit? It, it, it really is. It's 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 like it's like saying it's it's like like imagine you're having an argument with with your spouse, right? About you've done nothing around the house. It's like I put bleach in the pond. I put bleach in the pond, right? And you're saying that, and you say it with a cadence as if it's a good thing, and you just have to go, yeah, well, you know, at least there's bleach in the pond now, and we, we've all, you know, and there were some people that didn't want bleach in the pond. But anyway, so the point was to to, to return to the important point, which is Liz Truss um, should not be given any benefit of any doubt, right? She has been in government for ten years. She's how she's held really senior positions, and she's had the ear of Boris Johnson. This fallacy that this is like some kind of new start, right? Yeah. That she's got any right to claim, uh, you know, the <laughs> probably the the best analogy for the American listeners is. Um, you know the the sketch show. I think you should leave the hot dog sketch. We're all looking for the guy who did this, right? I don't you know, know. that I've, I've heard yeah. of this the show. I've never seen right. it. Right. So yeah. basically, there's a there's a hot dog car, a car made out of like a hot dog shape. Yeah. Crashes into a shop. <laughs> oh, like a wiener right? mobile. The wiener. A wiener mobile, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they're looking around, wondering who might have done this. And then there's a guy that stood there in a hot dog costume, <laughs> going, "We're all looking for the guy who did this." I'm looking at- <laughs> well, it's OJ <laughs> looking for the real killer. Yeah. Right. So, so the point is, is like she, she's, she's been that in the government. In the hot dog. She's yeah. the person in the hot dog. And she the only it's, one who didn't step down because a lot of people stepped down, right? When Boris, is, uh, a lot of people. No, was- I mean Rishi Rishi Sunak eventually stood down. Uh, you know, at the very very last minute. Which is insane as well. Like, like him stepping down at the last minute is him going. Oh, I've only, I've only just realised that Boris Johnson is a, is an actual liar, right? Like that either means that he was tolerating his lies up to that point, or he's so stupid he only realised last minute. Yeah, doesn't this work, happened with well um, him after the January sixth insurrection. Yeah. Like the last like ten days of Trump's in office, all these people from yeah. Trump's cabinet stepped down. They're like, I can't take it anymore. Well, that, that insane, and that's what I thought was crazy. Because I mean, what really did Boris in right is like a scandal involving one of the members who. Uh, who drank too much and was it like a Me Too scandal, right? Somebody, he yeah, like fondled and, and some women. Was, or- and of course, the the funny thing about it's not funny, it's awful, but like the the classic thing about that is while all that was going on, Boris stayed in power, and also the MP was still an MP, right? It's yeah. like although that was the scandal, but to be honest, it 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 would have been it would have been anything, right? Boris was just. Boris was just, and I, I guess the problem is this, right? One of the reasons why the Tories have done so badly in government, particularly under Boris Johnson, but also under Theresa May, let's let's not forget that. I mean, Cap- Cameron, to give him his dues, although he made David a catastrophic David Cameron, although no, he made Cameron a catastrophic turn of thought, yeah. <laughs> although although he made a catastrophic decision to do the Brexit referendum the way he did, and if you and if if anyone remembers. <laughs> The, the kind of main point I made on that show we did about Brexit was the referendum wasn't a bad idea. Having it as an advisory referendum with a basic majority, but treating it as if it was a proper referendum with a, a special majority was Cameron's big decision. So, and that decision was was clearly wrong. So what that basically means was... 51%. Yeah. yeah, so so Cam- Cameron said, it's only going to be advisory. Like his way of making it not constitutionally meaningful, right? And not having to go through all of those checks to make sure that, you know, all the right people could could vote and, you know, there was 
you know, maybe two votes taken over a period of, of a long time as other constitutions make happen. He didn't bother with any of that because right? he thought he'd win and he thought he just needed to get it done to bat the issue away like he bat the Scottish independence uh, referendum That's away. That's quite the uh, misstep. Mm. He clearly did oh, not have was, the, his finger the on the room. pulse of the country. Yeah. He completely <laughs> he was running. And, and, and the thing is, like, doing that referendum is not a bad thing, but making it advisory was the big issue because once you say it's advisory, you allow your opponents to 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 treat it like it isn't right, yeah. and he and and the moment the moment the genie's out of the bottle, he lost control of the narrative. So Cameron at least did some fairly interesting progressive stuff while he was in government, right? You know, gay marriage, for example, big one. Uh, uh, you know, some some education reforms, which some people say were bad, but at least something happened, right? Uh, <laughs> at least something that happened. Is, that's what most reforms are in most things, to be honest. But, Just try but, to do something. But but when you but 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 after after that period, right, you've basically got a party which is just fighting within itself. And that's the issue that they they haven't managed to achieve anything of any merit or anything meaningful because it's either a problem with Brexit they're trying to fix. So Theresa May was just paralyzed by the fact that everything she had to do was through the lens of sorting Brexit out. She didn't have any other agenda. There wasn't parliamentary time to discuss anything else, right? Um and I think the same is probably going to be true for, 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 and obviously Boris Johnson was just internal scandals, whether it was who paid for some wallpaper uh, or whether it was a former KGB agent is his friend and he's been going on secret holidays (laughs) with him. Right. So like, well, I was anyway surprised by this, by the way, that's why I can't, it's like the Trump thing. It's like you, you sign up for Boris and now you're shocked by all these scandals that come out. Well, (laughs) exactly. Well, I I think, because I think people mistakenly thought that he would respect the, oh no, I think what he thought was there was enough safety nets in, Mm. in government, right? In the civil service that, our kind of paper thin constitution, which is like made of tissue paper, uh, yeah. wouldn't be damaged. But it turns out that he just used that as a coaster for his <laughs> bottles of beer while he was having parties while we all were locked down. Right? Yeah. Basically, what Johnson, about Liz John, Johnson very very quickly realised that he was kind of out as you know he couldn't he couldn't do anything meaningful with his office other than bat away scandal after scandal after scandal yeah. and also kind of keep the party happy and if you're motivated by popularity rather than any kind of political will that's what's going to happen and and unfortunately boris didn't really have you know what i quite like politicians that really believe something even if they even if they're you know bad ideas right at least at least at least they're an opponent you can work with right having an opponent which has which has the strength in their convictions right one of the kindest things an opponent can do to you is to make their argument clearly right johnson only picked brexit because it was the most politically expedient thing to do and also some people might give him money liz truss has the same issue she was a she was anti brexit and now she's for brexit she was anti the monarchy now she's for the monarchy um she doesn't really have any any idea, any ideas that, that that i can tell the only thing that i think she's good at because she's kind of got this like nouveau middle class real respect for institution and authority and britain and Paddington Bear and all that bullshit, right? She's probably in her element now. All this stuff like curtsying before a king and, you know, reading out statements that have been written by university grads, right? All that she's like, she's probably pretty good at. And also like she's now presiding over a parliament that's taken something like a 20 day recess because we all need time to be sad. Right. So like she's <laughs> right. they canceled like, soccer games and everything, football matches and everything. That's the what the queen would have wanted. Um, yes. All right. We need to pause for our, yeah. for our advertisements was... for a second. And then we'll be right oh, back. Is this cereal? No, no. it's not. They we, enemies. 
I was about to say they dropped us. Let's be honest, we dropped them. We the dropped wasn't them. good. It's enough. bad for you. Yeah, it's not good for you. It's but if they want to come back, we'll we'll change. Why is Magic Spoon bad for you? No, it's uh, not bad for you. It's good for you. But we're not doing a Magic Spoon ad. Because they're not Stop. paying us. Right. <laughs> can I just can I just say uh, if anyone wants to buy any Magic Spoon cereal, I've got no. a discount code. <laughs> no. They're not paying us anything. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. It is us. It is Ollie. If you ever start a podcast, I feel like you should get in on you this. You should network. definitely be our podcast. Yeah. Right up our alley. This is uh it is us, the Lost Hello, of America. Arts. Of course, you're listening to it now. It is the political orphanage with Professor Andrew Heaton. He is not a professor, but you he sounds like he is. He's a comedian. Uh it's political orphanage. This is a show for people if you're not on the left, you're not on the right, you don't have a party that you fit into perfectly. Mm-hmm. He will tell you what to think. Yeah. Um, I know Andrew Heaton. <laughs> He came to the fringe. Yeah, of yes, course. He he's did, like yes. he's like he's like dressed smarter than he should. Yeah, of course. He's got like patches on his jacket. You know, he's, he's real- dressed yeah. very nice, but his his per- his life's a mess. But <laughs> he dresses great. Yes, he's a he, great guy. So he's got a podcast on your network. He's oh, one of he's our he's one of he's our one closest of the, allies. He's over at Studio A over there. We're at Studio B right now, but he's really? one of the closest lo- friends of the show we have. I liked him a lot. Also, my producer liked him because he was like polite in emails. He's very polite. Oh, he's great. One of the politest. He's he's one of our favorites. He's also a very popular podcaster here in the United States of America. And for a while, he lived out of a van. So people (laughs) like that. Uh, But he he would wear a three-piece suit when he came out of that. He's in Estonia right now. I saw on Instagram reading a three-piece, wearing a three-piece suit, saying karaoke. So he's he's touring all over over Europe right now. He's really funny. He was really good. He did um, my panel show. Yeah. Uh, He's brilliant. So whenever I'm Look in, if anyone sees me perform in Texas, in the Midwest, anywhere, he's tours with me. He's my opener. Uh, and we're actually splitting a bill in uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, coming up in November. Crap, I forget the date. But anyway, go nice, uh, go to com If you're in Fort Worth at Hyenas Comedy Club, anywhere near there, Andrew Heaton and I uh, co-headlining. And also, and uh, Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy, she actually is a um, PhD. She professor. has... Yeah. And she's a stand-up comedian. She has yes. the Majoring in Everything podcast, which I will be on this week promoting my new album. All right, that. You haven't got enough Turner folks, here. Yeah. <laughs> a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, non-serial local sponsors. Yes. Unless it maybe it was. <laughs> Unless it was a serial. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, the serial magic spoon went really hard in some specific. <laughs> Geographies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. So we we so Liz Trust. Here's my question: How long does she have in office before the ne- there's another election? Yeah. That's oh, uh, it's a couple of years. She's got a while actually. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Johnson Johnson. I mean, that kind of I think right explains some of Johnson's behavior that. He thought, well, I've I've got it now. I've got it in yeah. the bag. We can throw parties. Um, we can do anything. <laughs> yeah, like I I I just I I I don't believe that Johnson had people around him that let him know that he needs the confidence of his own MPs, right? Like he's not king, you know. Like yeah, you, you know, you you're allowed to protest, unlike some people in the UK have been trying to do with bloody the king. Uh, what's his name? King Charles. Charles, that's right. King Charles. <laughs> Wait, you forgot. Are you allowed to forget well, the king's name? I think they're yelling at uh, his brother, aren't they? That old old Jeff Epstein's friend. 
Yeah, the sweaty nonce. Well, actually, I, I, it's funny. It's funny that we mentioned Andrew before the break. So Andrew was on the uh, a panel show that I host. It's called Not My Audience. Wait, wait, Andrew uh, Heaton. Andrew, 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 Andrew. I'm Prince Andrew. <laughs> Prince uh, Andrew. <laughs> okay, well, which one's which one's the pedophile? Uh, <laughs> well, they both are. But one is. Hey, well, on I, know, I know the. I know Andrew the one is a, not a pedophile. I know that one of them lives in a van. That's a clue, right? <laughs> yes, uh, he lives in a van. He's, he's just an a, honest, hardworking American who happens to live in a van. Yes, and you know he's got candy. Give out candy to kids. <laughs> no, but the reason, no, the reason I mentioned it is uh, this panel show, Not My Audience, uh, find out more at notmyaudience.com, we hand out pens to the audience to fill out like a little, like to write down suggestions for what they might want to hear stand-up about. Yeah. And oh. that, that forms part of uh, one of the rounds. And we'd always have the pen stolen, right? <laughs> like, and so I was, we were, like, we looked at the production, we were spending literally hundreds of pounds on pens. We were sending production <laughs> yeah. staff to go to Ryman's to get pens. And so I ordered a thousand pens of our own. And I was like, what can I do to make these pens unstealable? Right. Like, mm-hmm. do I, do we use pencils? Do we like attach them on chains? And I printed on them the, the uh, Prince Andrew fan club. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then no one's going like to want to steal that pen. Um, so anyway, so Andrew Hill, he, he was on that show. So no, people have been protesting the king. And I think, and I, I think this is really, 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 really important, right? One of the, like, one of the reasons that we have freedom of speech, or rather one of the main reasons is not so you can call a man who hasn't put enough effort to look like a woman in, you know, the wrong thing, which is what everyone seems to think freedom of speech is about, right? And we've yeah. got nut jobs uh, on YouTube that have kind of that think that the only freedom of speech issue is trans rights, and it's sad because it's like trans the trans community didn't, didn't want to get caught up in this debate, and the freedom of speech debate is far more important than than like anything to do with what we're calling each other, right? The reason that we need freedom of speech is because it, it changes our relationship with power. Right. Like the reason why freedom of speech is a is an inalienable right, not a right. It's so important. Freedom of speech is not a right that is given by the state as a gift that can be taken when it's inconvenient. Right. True. It's yeah. inalienable. It, it, it exists before the construct of the state. Right. Like the social con- contract is predicated on us having freedom of speech to criticize the state. And so. I, I, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but I do think it's genuinely concerning that once King Charles was crowned and people started to make legitimate protest, which, by the way, is the only way that we can remove him. There's no con- there's no constitutional way of removing the monarch unless there is some form of like civil disobedience, some kind of protest, some kind of like if there's is some it, way that we're saying there's going to be a people, coup against him. Like well, a, no, not a coup. I mean, I mean, we don't have to do it, do it French style with guillotines, but we just right. need to like <laughs> withdraw our consent, right? Like the moment, the moment yeah. the the king doesn't have public support, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of where his authority comes from, right? Like historically, you might say that that the king or the queen got their authority through divine right, right? You know that that was the old yeah. way of it was like well, God put me here, right? But then it was like, well, hang on a minute, if God put you here, why do you need to? F- fight all these other people that also claim that they should be in charge. Yeah. Right. And so then it became like, well, you know, I'm, I, the reason I'm King or the reason that I'm queen is because uh, I'm, I control the army um, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep us all safe. Right. There's always a contract. And so freedom is, it was really important that we could protest because that's the only way that you could, you can remove that. A couple of important points. Uh, it's very sad that Queen Elizabeth has died. And I know that a lot of people are mourning. And I also know that 
sometimes the death of of a public figure such as Queen Elizabeth, it's not just the the death of that individual, but it, it can trigger grief in other ways, right? It, people can reflect on their own lives. So none of what I'm saying is is looking to belittle the fact that there's you know genuine grief, and also sometimes these protesters, particularly when they happen in a public place, can undermine that period of grieving. So. With that said, it's sad. It's sad that 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 she's passed. It's obviously a difficult time for her family, irrespective of the fact that some members of her family are paedophiles that she supported financially. Yes, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, send her a pen. <laughs> so, well, she, 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 she was. She was uh, put, a pen, put a pen in the coffin. She's <laughs> 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 the only one who'd want the pen. <laughs> oh god, oh, that's so funny. Well, well, King Charles would want a pen. Have you seen that video of him signing he's the struggling? Yeah, I love the pen. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a prick. He's, he's got one job. In fact, no, Prince Charles. Sorry, not Prince Charles. King Charles has two jobs, right? Signing things and waving. One, he's got some kind of kidney problem, presumably because of alcohol. That he's got like really bulbous hands. I'm he's got sure sausage he's fingers. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Look at pictures of his hands. So it's like he can't wave without people going. Sorry, can you stop waving? Um, <laughs> And and then like he he's the only member of the royal family where you don't want to say hands where I can see them please. Um, <laughs> well, it might also be because the... of his parents or cousins. I mean, all due respect to the queen, but aren't aren't they cousins? <laughs> well, well, look, whatever it is, he, he's got he's got hands that you really want to stare at. And then the other thing he's got to do is like sign things. And there's two clips in the past week of him getting angry with a fountain pen he's, so, so like, he's not, like a, a, a generation he's not used to signing things he's not used to, he likes to type he doesn't like he's that, not, yeah. well, well whatever it is also let, 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 let's just remember that especially after the discussion we've just had about Liz Truss who is not our head of state she's not our representative abroad although she was foreign secretary and did a pretty bad job of it the head of state is a really important job Right. Like it's really important for diplomacy. It's really important for like a sense of public focus. There's a reason why we support the institution of, of a head of state. And so it's important to ha- like it's important to have one in some capacity. Right. France has a president and a prime minister. You have an elected. Um, uh, who's yours? Ronald McDonald or something, isn't it? Kim Kardashian. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who's, the who's our like? Who's our who's our royal? Uh, Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, like, head of, you know, there's a reason why we had a we, we have a head of state because, you know, we need some kind of like public myth right and and they they represent it so he he has got an important job but uh this is absolutely the moment now queen elizabeth has passed to say well we might have liked her but do we like the institution Mm. right and uh there are some people that have legitimate concerns about the institution uh some of them about money some of them about legitimacy some of them are just about the fact that um it's uh it's an old. It's just an old-fashioned way of doing things. It doesn't represent some uh, of the people I heard were racist. According well, to- well, sure. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons to, to to want to become a republic or to to change the role of the monarchy. I mean, some people would be happy to have a kind of a, a Japan style where they have genuinely ceremonial duties only, and they're kind of self-sufficient, right? So, you know, whatever shape the monarchy might change. This is definitely the moment to talk about it, right? It, it wasn't pleasant to talk about it while the queen was still alive in her later years. So this is obviously the moment, right? Um, but there have been people with signs saying, not my king, and they've been arrested. In fact, someone was arrested for Whoa, holding a blank piece been of arrested? paper. Yes, yes. There have been three separate um, What's instances. the charge? Like... Uh, public order offences. So yeah. if, you're, if you're likely to... Um, so in Scotland, it's a slightly... Uh, more draconian law that if you're like if, if what you're saying is likely to cause offense that can that can be a charge wow. whether they're prosecuted or not then, is another yeah. thing but 
It's really bad. So, so the guy that 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 shouted out about Prince Andrew saying you're a you're an old whatever he said he was, yeah, um, dirty old that, man or something like that. That guy got arrested, and also the police officer that arrested mm. him watched someone assault him. You know, as as he was being pulled out of the crowd, some guy yep. was like you know pushing him, um, and then yeah, people have been have been uh, you know protesting the 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 king not not my king and they've been arrested for that too now look there's an argument to say be respectful of the mourners whatever yeah, but his, mo- his mother did just pass away well, well, was, but, yeah. king charles but he's you know th- he, this is the moment of his ascension as well you know it, it, well, this also, is really it's like people well, like if you want to disagree with P- prince andrew being a pedophile that's fine <laughs> but pick a different time he's not in public any other time it's the only time, no, exactly. as far as I, I mean, I and, and, and actually, and actually yeah. the, the, uh, uh, one of the arguments I've seen, which it, which seems like a credible argument, is that well, he's he's at his mother's funeral. Let him mourn. He wasn't. He was a public procession. I'm sure if he wanted some quiet time for reflection, or if he wanted to be part of a private funeral service, he could. He chose to nonce his way down the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, which is actually like where all the flyering happens for the fringe. It was such a delight to see crowds of people. It is oh, possible. Really? Yeah, yeah, that, literally that that street. Man, it's such a relief that the the queen didn't die four weeks ago. Because if this happened oh in the middle God, of the French, it would have screwed up your whole oh carnage. Yeah, she went. Um, opener guy went to got his spot. Whatever she went. <laughs> well, some people, you know, some someone did say that. Um, you know, death happens in funny ways, and so I think a lot of us have a memory of a of a of a relative who has passed after a really important moment you know we hear stories of well they they died just weeks after they met their first grandchild or you know yeah. they, they died just after an important anniversary and i'm i'm sure that our bodies are capable of doing that right you know i i don't believe that that's that's um that's yeah. pure mythology and you know the queen clearly does have an important sense of duty and whatever her job is she was clearly good at it so you know the fact that she kind of waited for 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 liz truss she waited yeah. for boris yeah. to leave she couldn't. She well, couldn't die with Boris in charge. But, ba- but basically, basically, I mean, you know, the, I don't know. So, someone said that, and I thought, well, that kind of makes sense because it was literally days after. And so, whatever those last energy reserves were, that was her last important formal uh, royal engagement. To hand it yeah. over to Liz Truss. Yeah. Well, she wanted fifteen. Yeah. I think she was. I think the number is fifteen prime ministers. She have, have been under. Her. Is that correct? It's an even number. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's got to be a record, right? I mean, no one's. Oh yeah, and, and she's she's the longest serving monarch, and she probably will be. I mean, that's I, one of the great you know. records in sport. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say, I mean, you know, that, uh, but then again, that it, plausibly, she, she came to the throne age twenty five, right? The next in line to the throne is the son of King Charles, and he's uh, already in his forties. Yeah, so uh, it won't be him who's the longest serving monarch, and then after that is some children. I mean, this yeah. okay? If you want one credit, <laughs> if you want one credible argument, right? about why if we think that the head of state is an important job, we shouldn't have a shortlist, which is currently if King Charles dies, it's a former helicopter pilot. <laughs> then after that, a child, after that, an even younger child. Then after that, a podcaster. After that, uh, American. Wait, yeah, Megan exactly. Markle, is she on there? Yeah. She's the podcaster? Well, no, she's, no, she's, her she's married to a podcaster. Her husband. Yeah, He's exactly. a podcaster. Our too. American prince. Competition to us in the podcast mm-hmm. charts. So we, if they ascended, they couldn't host the podcast anymore. Here's, so here's all I want to say is yeah. if McDonald's went to half half mast of their McDonald's flag for her, how low do they go for Trump when he dies? 
Because he oh, actually yeah, ate because he's a, he's an actual customer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mu- I must say, I, although I, I wasn't in the country for this, and I, I like it when big moments like this happen when I'm on tour because I I think I would have gone mad watching it unfold in the UK. You like, said something the wrong thing to people. Well, yeah. and also I, I I generally I'm kind of like suspicious of how quickly mythology is created. So like sure. there seems to be this this nexus now between Paddington Bear and the Queen because yeah, I was wondering where the Paddington Bear. Yeah, what what about Paddington Bear? Well, basically, like, I don't really know why. She was in some sketch with Paddington Bear, or at least CG. Paddington Bear doesn't exist, right? Cartoon? Some, he's, yeah, over, cartoon. he's a little bit of an overrated bear, I gotta say, because people yeah, have been telling not, me about Paddington Bear. My kids I mean, the, could pa- care less. They, my the kids Paddington are so, movie no is pretty in good. Paddington movie is pretty good, and there's a statue of Paddington. And the reason it's called Paddington was because he was found at Paddington Station, Paddington which is a railway station, station, station yeah. two, two that, that connects yeah. London to, um, to, 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 to Bristol and the Southwest and, right. and beyond. Um, so um, he likes marmalade sandwiches. Is that their commercial? <laughs> Darkest of Peru <laughs> and beyond. No, it should be there, shouldn't it? Uh, but and so he, he like Paddington Bears like, and I suppose there's a certain strata of British society which kind of believes that this kind of twee welcoming Paddington Bears an immigrant from Peru He's an immigrant, and like, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like he wouldn't be sent on the first ship back to Rwanda. He's from so, Darkest Peru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Rwanda. <laughs> oh, you don't know about this? I don't know even know what Paddington Bear is. I'm so lost. So I, go, I might have something. one in my apartment. I go find it. Paddington Bear's not from Rwanda. He's from Peru. But there was a, a scheme to send uh, migrants that had crossed the channel by boat straight to Rwanda for processing. Jeez. And the reason that Rwanda what year was, was this last like, this year. Oh, <laughs> what? You don't know about this? No. No. Man, this okay. This sounds like the kind of policy that was dreamt up as kind of a laughably evil idea in the back of a taxi, and that's obviously what happened. It was like some Tory going, "What can we get good headlines? Send immigrants to that's the first wheel spinning. Ad libs. Send immigrants <laughs> to, and then you know, insert name of a country that sounds bad, Rwanda, right? And it's like." You know, what do you associate with Rwanda? I don't know, genocide? Yes, great, right? So that's <laughs> obviously what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, but not in the mind of a Tory. So, um, yes, yeah, so there was a policy basically to send uh, migrants to Rwanda for processing. Processing over and Awful, just a terrible policy. Anyway. Paddington uh, Bear. Paddington Bear, the point is, she's now linked. Oh, we were talking about, I'm glad that I'm not in the UK because this mythology has happened in real time that now people are leaving marmalade sandwiches outside Buckingham Palace because that was Paddington Bear's sandwich oh, of choice. Boy. So right? she liked him? I don't understand. She just did no, it. No, she, she was just in, she was in one sketch. Oh, for something. She, 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 didn't want, she got her acting credit. She gets her. her yeah. <laughs> and it was like for a Jubilee credit. or something. Right. And, uh, and so all this kind of like twee, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of think that there's some people which have gone pretty mean about the Queen. They've kind of gone, well, she presided over Britain when it was still an empire, and you yeah. know, she's got blood in her hands because of what happened under her name in Ireland, um, because of what happened in in her name in uh, certain parts of Africa. And it's kind of true that you know, 10, 15 years into her reign, there were still atrocities being carried out by, um, you know, m- members of, of of Her Majesty's armed forces. Um, you know, is is she responsible for um, the, you know, is, for like all the atrocities committed under her name? Well, probably not. What could she actually have done about it? Um, but also, she was the queen that kind of presided over the end of an empire as well, right? So, you know, there's also that. Yeah. Um, so I think some people have gone pretty hard on her, and 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 there's been some quite vicious stuff on Twitter about how, um, you know, she represents the worst of imperialism, and there's yeah, credible. That's kind of true, right? Um, 
There's a middle ground is what you're saying. Well, I guess I guess the point is that, that there are people that have kind of gone the other way, which is like she represents the best of Britain. And there's yeah. this kind of version of Britain, which is like in the 1950s where, you know, I don't know. She got us through the war or whatever nonsense. You know, what I mean? it's like it, it, MAGA she, for Britain. She, like what war she, in the 1950s? Yeah, she, she, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but she's used <laughs> World this, War II. Well, was, she was in power during World War II, right? Or was she? No, 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 she, wait, no. No, 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 bollocks. That, no, no. When she, she, she pre she predates Churchill by age, right? Right. That's why. Yeah, but not by power. just no, no, no. Hang on, is right. it by age? No, not by power. No, no, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, right, right. I, she, I saw that movie. When I, say, yeah, when I say she got us through the war, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the point is, like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind Korea. of... There's a kind of... Yeah, right. The Vietnamese War. When, the Sinai crisis. The Suez Canal. The Suez crisis, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The England got involved in that. But the point is that there's a, there's a, a kind of... There's a kind of using her as a projection for, quote-unquote, the best of British. And we've seen... You know, we're seeing this happen in real time. This, like, link between marmalade sandwiches and the Queen. Marmalade. And it's like the marmalade sandwich is, is representing That's how like good poor immigrant food. Who likes marmalade? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, not even that. It's kind of sad that like we're in the middle of a of a like a proper crisis where food banks are like there's more food banks than we yeah, have money. Now, people are wasting right? food on a yeah. It's it's really sad. Also, food banks are closing uh, on the day of the funeral. So much is closing on the day oh of the funeral. Wait, you, it's insane. Wait, food banks are closing. Homeless shelters. Yeah. Are like if you're a homeless person, out. you can't get a meal. <laughs> well, I tell you what. So so Center Parks, which is a leisure resort, was going to close for the day of the funeral. For no good reason at all. They were going to say, you've got to check out of your hotel rooms at 10 a.m. You can come back and check. <laughs> check Turner, the is the Friars day. Club closing? The, I mean, I'm sure the Friars Club's closing. For the, they take like any for, chance to close. <laughs> oh the day of God. the funeral. Uh, what? So, um, oh, here's a question. So, and we, maybe we can end on this, but uh, Liz yeah. Truss, the war in Ukraine has, y- you guys, your energy, you have like an energy crisis going on right now. As Europe far as I've whole, read. Right? And the one big policy thing she has done, and she did it hours before the queen died, so it hasn't really been talked about much, but she committed to freezing the price of energy through the winter so that people were not going to have to go without heating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is going to cost estimates 100 billion pounds, which would be uh, more than was spent on the whole, as we talked about earlier, on the whole um, coronavirus uh, bailout pandemic. Uh, What will she rule it looks like not she'll still support ukraine does it seem like that I, oh yeah 100 uh, yeah. i mean d- definitely Boris that, was that, good that, in ukraine right yeah he was, was good yeah yeah ukraine. i mean that that, that I mean, he, but Boris went to ukraine whenever right. he was feeling sad and wanted a bit of purpose yeah, yeah. he got a warm welcome he just, there, like right? walking the streets of the of oh, kiev right? honestly he like he would a little bit he would rather be walking down the streets of kiev likely to be bombed to smithereens right because that that was that for him felt safer than uh being in his own his own cabinet room um no no liz trust will definitely can uh continue uh that because again, you know, foreign policy is not just decided by the prime minister. That's the point, right? Like, you know, foreign policy is definitely decided by the office of president, right? Foreign policy is decided generally by cabinet, right? Uh, so yeah, hundred uh, percent. The support for Ukraine is continuing. The wholesale gas prices are not high just because of what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, I think that's a useful narrative. Yeah. Um, exp- you know, but 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 it, it seems to not be true. She hasn't frozen prices, right? What she's done is she's basically said whatever the energy companies are going to be charging, right? The government will pay the rest up yeah. after a certain cap of two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Now, 
we had something called an, a, an energy price cap, which is basically that there was a we've got a whole bunch of energy companies who weren't allowed to charge more than a certain percentage above the wholesale gas price. They weren't allowed to make us. They weren't allowed to charge customers a certain amount of money, and that that price cap was renewed every six months. Right. The, the point being that um, it was protecting consumers. Then what was going to happen? Then what happened was that price cap was was changed. It kept getting higher in order to not let the energy companies go bust because some energy companies did go bust. Um, what Liz Trust has done is kicked a tin can down an alley. Like n- nothing has actually been achieved by this because she's got no control over the, the wholesale gas market. And she's taking a bit of a bet that prices aren't going to go even higher. Right. This is only a hundred billion now. Right. Yeah. Um, this is at the time when gas, when, when energy companies are still making profit, remember, Right. And so look, the most radical thing she could have done would be to nationalize the energy companies for the state to buy the energy companies and say, fine, we're buying you. If you're going to make profit, I don't believe. (laughs) No, uh, no, that, that would be, that would, that's not what, what Thatcher would do. Um, So that's obviously not, not an option to her, uh, even though I think it's a, it's probably a good idea. Um, There isn't an easy solution because, you know, what really should have happened was, you know, there's that like Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. The second best time is now. Yep. We should have opened nuclear power stations 10 years ago. We should have um, properly invested in renewables 10 years ago because we were, because the Tory government has been in power all this time. You know, that that 12 years is long enough to have basically any meaningful ownership of our own, of our own energy. Don't forget the reason why the gas wholesale prices are important is because sometimes that gas is used to generate electricity and and we're not generating electricity using other means. Uh, so we've like we've got we've got an issue with with the gas wholesale price, which is affecting everything else. And Putin really, is by we should you said Russia, he is like cutting off how much he's giving to Europe, right? I mean, that's why like he's yeah, like Germany look, and other countries. Look, obviously, yeah, I mean, clearly it's affecting the markets. There's no doubt yeah. about it, right? But it's, it's cut off, yeah. But glo- you know, globally, there's still enough energy to go round, right? It's yeah. just that it's like yeah, a, it's a geographic problem because gas does have to be sent through a pipe. Um, Liz Truss has done something, right, which is obviously better than doing nothing. Uh, but this, um, a major criticism of this policy is that it affects everyone equally. So the richest in the society who don't need the price cap are benefiting from it too. But crucially, the energy companies can still make profits, right? And so it's like the government is basically subsidizing those energy companies' profits. And ultimately, we're still all paying for it. Which we're, means we're tax make, dollars we're, are subsidizing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're the gonna, government means for, for you. <laughs> and of course, the issue is that we've now got a weaker pound anyway, right? Yeah. And that's only going to get worse. So it's still, it's going to be even more expensive to import energy in, in the future. Look, I don't, I actually think now is the right time for Liz Truss to become prime minister because she's she's so devoid of kind of cr- any credible political ambition. Like it's better that she's just like managing a series of crises until the party comes to its inevitable desire, d- d- demise. The current Tory party is made up of two factions which are irresolvable in in their tensions, right? The 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 pro and the anti-Brexit party. Mm. Um it's it's really sad to see someone like her who has spent her whole life trying to get uh, this job. Um, but like, it's better that she's got this now because at least narratively, her legacy is going to be, well, she inherited 
Boris Johnson's premiership and the you know war and all you know the energy crisis and whatever else you know that's the, probably the, she the, did the, the she kindest could. thing I could say about her yeah <laughs> but I mean she's she's all she can offer right is the Tory party manifesto that that they presented at the last election she can't actually offer anything new right she like constitutionally she can't she no, can't go on a bender no she, she's they say she inherits the make, playbook uh, they say you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit <laughs> That's what they say in Texas. Is that what they say? Is that yeah. what saying out, out west where you are? So so you're saying in two years there'll be an election. We'll see how she did. We'll check back in. We'll see if uh Corbynism or is it is the Labour Party gonna have like a come to its senses and have a good alternative in two well, years? Well uh, the Labour Party uh, I mean this is a whole other podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'll be another um, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that next time. We've got Keir Starmer, uh, who um is unlikely to be able to win an election. Hmm. So, so more Tories. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think Ollie's yeah. run out of steam. Ollie's run out of gas. Oh, yeah. Just to be clear, it is like it is like eleven thirty at night, Ollie's and I'm also like, go quite bed, drunk. Everybody. You've done some fantastic blowharding today. This I mean, has that, been a this great was a episode. True tour de force. I, I think I, I think the next time I do this, I should like get even more sloshed. I'm only like three cans in. Yeah. You know? For our audio listeners, you've been chugging. I was going to ask what you were drinking earlier. I forgot. But what is that? This is mad. I'm never buying this ever again. This is Hope Garden. So far, so good. Botanic, all right, you piqued my interest. <laughs> Lemongrass and citrus zest. Because like Beer? a lot of because ty- a lot of Thai food has lemongrass in, right? Which I really like. And this is absolutely awful, but I just don't want to waste it. <laughs> wow. Ollie, I'm gonna do this to you, and this is a personal promise. I'm gonna get you on Andrew Heaton's uh wildly successful political orphanage podcast. We're gonna do Oh that. yeah, yeah, I'd love that. And I'll yeah. get sloshed for it. That'll be great. All right, that is the show, everybody. Ollie Horn touring Asia right now. Buy him a beer that's not made out of. Go drink grass. a Singha. Get him a Singha. That's a good Thai beer. All right. Singha. A Singha. Isn't that a Thai beer? I don't try to remember. remember. For my month. Anyway. Well, anyway yeah. buy, him a, buy him a different beer. Buy him a beer. Yeah. That's it, everybody. Uh, Ollie Horn, thanks for doing it. Check him out on tour, everybody. Ollihorn.com, I believe, is the website. Kaplan. That's it. What should we do? On that note, let's get lost. Get lost. Oh, and go to timesquaregossip.com. Get lost. And buy your album. Yes, get lost. <laughs>